0: Morning, a missionary advertised with me on sign. He tells the native population that civilization is dying. And three educated savages holler from a bamboo tree that civilization is a thing for me to see.
1: So, bongo, 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 I don't want to leave the Congo. Oh, no, 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 no. Bingle, bangle, bongle! I'm so happy in the jungle, I refuse to go. Don't want no bright lights, false teeth, doorbells, landlords, I make it clear.
0: That no matter how they coax him,
1: I'll stay right here. I look through a magazine The missionary's wife concealed Magazine?
0: What happens?
1: I see how people who are civilized Bung you with automobiles You know you
0: can get hurt that way, Daniel?
1: At the movies they have got to pay Many coconuts to see
0: What do they see, Danny?
1: Uncivilized pictures That the newsreel takes of me
0: So, bonga, bongo, bonga He don't wanna leave the Congo No, 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 no Bangle bungle, he's so hoppy in the jungle, he
1: refused to go. Don't want no penthouse, bathtub, street cars, taxis, noise in my ear. So, no matter how they
0: coax
1: him, <laughs> I'll stay right here. <laughs>
0: They hurry like savages to get aboard an iron train. The Tringalingo Hula humble Express. And though it's smoky and it's crowded, they're too civilized
1: to complain. when they've got two weeks vacation, they hurry to vacation ground. What do they do, Danny? They swim and they fish, but that's what I do all year round.
0: So bongo,
1: bongo, bongo, I don't wanna leave the Congo, no, 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 no. Bingle, bangle, bungle. I'm so happy in the jungle, I refuse to go. Don't want no jailhouse, shotgun, fish hooks, golf clubs I got my spears. So no matter how they
0: coax
1: him I'll stay right here. They have things like
0: the autumn bomb.
1: So I think I'll stay where I am. Civilization.
2: Hello, and welcome to What They Stole From Us. My name is John, and I am your host. It was a pretty wild week, all things considered, especially in the tech world. But what I want to cover this week is something that sort of snuck in on Friday and completely under the radar. However, before we can jump right in, we need to discuss the Congo for a little bit. The Democratic Republic of Congo is right now experiencing the second largest ever recorded Ebola outbreak. The outbreak is at an epidemic proportion and has the possibility to go full pandemic. To make matters worse, the Congo is also involved in a very heated civil war. The World Health Organization has announced that large Ebola outbreaks will be the new normal. According to the World Health Organization, the world is entering a new phase where big outbreaks of deadly diseases like Ebola are the new normal. There has been 2,025 cases of Ebola and 1,357 deaths from the virus during the outbreak in the Democratic Republic of Congo. That have been reported. The largest outbreak in West Africa in 2014 through 2016 affected 28,616 people, mostly in Guinea, Liberia, and Sierra Leone. There were 11,310 deaths. Yet the 12 outbreaks between 2000 and 2010 averaged fewer than 100 cases. So this outbreak, as well as the one in West Africa, and 2014 through 2016, are the two largest ever recorded. According to Dr. Ryan of the World Health Organization, 160 disease events around the world are being tracked, and nine of them were grade 3 emergencies, which are the highest emergency level. Here is a quote. I don't think we've ever had a situation where we're responding to so many emergencies at one time. This is a new normal i don't expect the frequency of these events to reduce as a result he argued that countries and other bodies need to as a result he has also argued that countries and other bodies need to get to grips with readiness and be ready for these epidemics the outbreak in the congo has some startling numbers that i'd like to go over it only took 224 days For the number of cases to reach 1,000. But just another 71 days to reach 2,000. Look at that escalation rate. Because of the conflict in the region, health facilities are prime targets for attack. And between January and May, there were more than 40 attacks on health facilities. There is distrust of health workers. About a third of the deaths are happening in the community, which means people are not seeking treatment. Dr. Josie Golding, the epidemics lead at Welcome Trust, said the world needed to get better at preparing for such outbreaks. With Ebola in West Africa, that was the mobility of people and porous borders. That is now the world we live in, and that won't stop, she said. They also take a moment to pitch climate change as a factor, stating that climate change could lead to more outbreaks like cholera in Mozambique after cyclone adai, she said. But she hoped diseases resulting from humanitarian crises would not be the new normal. Preparedness needs to be better. We can see movement of populations and climate change. A lot of this we can see coming, and we need more resources to plan and prepare. Back to Dr. Ryan from the World Health Organization. In a worst case scenario, the current Ebola outbreak in the Democratic Republic of Congo may take up to two years to end. The outbreak, which began on August 1st, is not under control. We may end up dealing with this outbreak for a long time. On average, Ebola kills about half of those infected yet the current outbreak has caused fatalities in 70% of those affected. Dr. Ryan has said that the numbers have stabilized and even fallen in the last two weeks, yet he also insists that there's still substantial transmission in some health zones, while there's a smaller geographic footprint, the spread of the disease is rampant within the affected zones. Dr. Ryan believes that while they are detecting In excess of 75% of cases, they may be missing up to a quarter of cases. As stated in the last article, it took 220 days for there to be 1,000 confirmed cases back in March. Then it took 75 additional days to reach a total of 2,000 confirmed cases. Tariq Rebeal Emergency Response Director at the International Rescue Committee stated that the fact that we have hit 2,000 persons infected with Ebola so quickly demonstrates that the outbreak is spreading faster when it should be slowing. We are now seeing 8 to 20 cases recorded each day, a number that is likely an underestimate. Just a few months ago, we were only seeing 3 to 5 cases a day. The IRC, which has been working in the Congo since 1996, provides humanitarian assistance and post-conflict development services. Apparently, the largest factor cited in a majority of these articles over the misdiagnosis of the Ebola cases and the people staying within the community once infected with Ebola stems from not trusting health workers. One key reason for this mistrust is long-term conflict smoldering in the northeastern region of the country for decades. With armed groups causing intermittent violence, more than a million refugees and internally displaced people are traveling through and out of North Kivu and Ituri provinces, and this movement is a potential risk factor for the spread of Ebola, according to the World Health Organization. U.S. Ambassador Mike Hammer, who has traveled to Ebola hotspots over the past couple of months, previously told CNN that there are over 100 armed groups operating in the conflict zone of eastern Congo, which encompasses the outbreak-affected region, and that one group, known as the Alliance Defense Force, has become increasingly associated with ISIS. As of May 21st, there have been 131 attacks on health care personnel in Ebola-affected areas, with 40 injuries and 5 deaths of health workers and patients, according to the World Health Organization. Doctors Without Borders has already pulled out of the Congo following separate attacks on its Ebola treatment centers in Batembo and Katwa earlier this year. Dr. Ryan from the World Health Organization explained that there are two ways to mitigate risks to health personnel, increase the general level of security, or provide point security. When you reduce the general security threat, you can reduce the number of teams that require an escort. When you have too much point security, it is very visible to the communities, he said, noting that the general area security is better, and added that the World Health Organization will try to avoid any perception that they are scrutinizing the response. The police are not being used as an instrument of the public health operation. A total of 130,254 people, including healthcare staff, have been vaccinated with the RVSV-ZEBOV vaccine, manufactured by Merck, following approval by Congo's Health Ministry Ethics Committee in May of 2018. Ryan also added that the response effort is not vaccinating everyone who needs to be vaccinated. Late detections of cases is another issue because it leads to community deaths and fear. We need to make sure when people are sick, they get to isolation quickly. Then we take a look at Reuters, who has the one in four Ebola cases undetected in the Congo, according to the World Health Organization story. For more of the same, the Reuters article goes on to quote more of Dr. Ryan from the World Health Organization, talking about that there are early signs of an easing in the intensity of which the virus is spreading following weeks of insecurity that curbed access to communities and interrupted vaccination. The death figures are quoted in this article as well. They mention that. 88 infections are being detected each of the last two weeks down from a peak of 126 weekly in April, and the World Health Organization teams are checking 15,000 suspected contacts each day for symptoms. It's then reiterated in this article that they are probably missing a quarter of the cases, and... They also go on to mention that Ryan's quoted as saying we must get earlier detection of cases and have more exhaustive identification of contacts, he said. About 90% of people potentially exposed to the virus have agreed to be vaccinated. That has proved efficient, he said. It's not them that matter now. It's the 10% that don't because all of our cases are coming from that group. They then rehash. The 130,000 vaccinated people. And Ryan is quoted as saying... The epidemic is not out of control... But it is certainly not under control. Then they go on to talk about... The attack on the health workers... By the allied democratic forces... The group that's linked to the Islamic State. They are simply not getting the aid workers... That they need to combat the problem because of the attacks on the health workers. Dr. Ryan is also quoted here as saying, greater political engagement is needed to combat the Ebola outbreak. We need the government to reach out to the opposition. We need an all-party approach. We need a single voice of leaders in the Congo about this outbreak. I also grabbed some news clips from Al Jazeera where ISIL is claiming that it was responsible for the deadly attacks in the ebola racked Eastern Democratic Republic of Congo. This Al Jazeera article already rehashes more of everything we've already heard in the previous articles with one interesting caveat. According to a recent study by the Lancet Infectious Disease Journal, large segments of the local population believe the virus is a fabrication Invented for the financial gain of business-owning local elites to further destabilize the area. The World Health Organization's Director General, who I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his name, last month described the situation as one of the most complex health emergencies any of us have ever faced. Unless we unite to end this outbreak, we run the very real risk that it will become more widespread, more expansive, and more aggressive. So why have I spent the last 13 minutes ranting about Ebola? And more importantly, Ebola happening in the Congo. What the shit should we care about what's going on in Africa? It's a world away, right? It's not on our border. We've got our own problems. Well, something really interesting happened very quietly this week while the media was in a huge uproar over Donald Trump's tweet that seemed to implicate that the moon was a part of Mars. So while all the brainlets were discussing the Mars tweet, something very interesting happened. News very quietly broke that the city of San Antonio, Texas, without any notification from the federal government, has started to have Border Patrol dump Congolese migrants that made it to the Mexican border into San Antonio. This was reported in a variety of different ways, um, but mostly by local or alternative media sources. For instance, the local ABC affiliate ran their story as essentially an ad for French speaking volunteers to come down to San Antonio to help communicate with the migrants from Congo. We will take a look at their entire article as it's very short. San Antonio, are you fluent in French? The city of San Antonio needs your help. The Department of Human Services needs volunteers to help communicate with several dozen migrants from the Congo. There are currently about 50 migrants at the Migrant Resource Center. At 400 North St. Mary Street, the city is expecting an additional 350 to arrive sometime in the future. Volunteers will help with intake information, answering questions, and making phone calls, in addition to making the migrants feel welcome. The city center is open seven days a week. If you're interested in volunteering, contact blah 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 at blah blah blah. Volunteers are asked to write MRC. French speaker volunteer on the email subject for a prompt response and that's it that's the entirety of ABC's coverage of the Trump administration importing migrants who made it to Mexico somehow from the Congo which is currently involved in the second deadliest Ebola outbreak ever recorded local CBS K-E-N-S-5 ran a similar ad. Parlez-vous Francais? City searches for French speakers as hundreds of Congolese asylum seekers head to San Antonio. When we called the Border Patrol to confirm, they said, yeah, another two to 300 from the Congo and Angola will be coming to San Antonio, Dr. Colin Bridger said. This article was published on the 6th and by Jalissa Izari, which is actually how it got brought to my attention that this was happening. According to her article, roughly 350 migrants from the Congo are expected to arrive in San Antonio in the coming days, leaving the city scrambling for French-speaking volunteers. We didn't get a heads-up interim assistant city manager, Dr. Colin Bridger, told Ken5 on Thursday. Ridger said the Congolese migrants began to arrive in town on Tuesday. They told Migrant Resource Center workers they traveled with a group of about 350 migrants through Ecuador to the southern border. When we called Border Patrol to confirm, they said, yeah, another two to 300 from the Congo and Angola will be coming to San Antonio. That included Massengai, a Congolese migrant who didn't want to have his face on camera, but told KENS 5, via Google Translate, that he arrived to the southern border as an asylum seeker. He came to America for security reasons and said, My family is staying in my country, but with the help of the USA, I can get it back. But the language barrier is why the city is in desperate need of French-speaking volunteers to help many of these individuals to their final destination. If you speak primarily French, and can come spend six, seven, or eight hours, that would really be helpful, Bridger encouraged. On Wednesday alone, the Migrant Center saw a total of 450 people, both Spanish and French-speaking, during the day and housed 375 of them at Travis Park Church at night. The city opened up the Frank Garrett Center to house the Congolese migrants for the weekend, but after that they're not sure where they'll house them, especially since they don't know how long some of them will be here. The plan was three hundred and fifty of them would travel from San Antonio to Portland when we reached out to Portland, Maine. they said, Please don't send us any more. We're already stretched way beyond our capacity. Bridger said, so we're working with them. the migrants. Now, to identify other cities throughout the United States where they can go and begin their asylum-seeking process. Catholic Charities of San Antonio is also responding to the Congolese influx, but spokesperson Christina Higgs told KENS 5 they are struggling with finances. The organization requested additional funding from the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, a group they work with on their refugee program. Higgs says they're spending thousands of dollars a week on bus tickets for many of these migrants, Spanish and French speaking, making it to their final destination. We're looking at roughly $14,000 a week on bus tickets alone, Higgs said. We've been asked several times if we're worried if the money will run out, and we are. It's obviously a finite resource. It's very precious to those who are giving, but this is really the only way to go forward and have these funds earmarked for asylum seekers to help them in transition period and to get them where they ultimately need to be. If you are interested in donating funds, you can do so at the Catholic Charities website. If you are interested in helping the city of San Antonio as a French-speaking volunteer, see the post below. And they literally have the job ad, which of course isn't a job at all, but a volunteer position they will gladly give to anyone who can speak French. The Gateway Pundit also ran the story, though they kept it a little vague, sort of just regurgitating what everyone else has already gone on record saying from the local news. Time also ran an article titled, There is a dramatic rise in migrants from Africa at the U.S. border, officials say. Where they basically rehash everything. The local news reported about the Congolese migrants. But added 200 roughly to the total. And also included Cameroon. As well as mentioning Angola. In addition to the Democratic Republic of Congo. Just in case anyone's been paying attention to the Ebola outbreak. You wouldn't want the pay-piggy local populace to all of a sudden become aware of the health concerns from their replacement populations, after all. They do quote Customs and Border Patrol Commissioner John Sanders, if there are 6,000 people in custody, we are considering it a crisis. Right now, we have nearly 19,000 people in custody, so it's just off the charts. The only other interesting and not yet reported tidbit from the time article is where they state it is unclear what path the migrants are taking to get to the u.s. mexico border but some migrants from african countries have reported traveling from africa to brazil before heading north to the u.s. according to the bbc which wasn't in the bbc article i cited earlier and they did not link to that article but i'm sure the article was more of a general article on the migratory paths of Africans making their way to do to America what they did to Europe. True Pundit also regurgitated the same information we've already covered, but they chose to focus on the line, which I find also important, so I've included it in here. Their headline was, hundreds of Africans Bust to San Antonio with no heads up, Migrant says, with help of the USA, his family will come too. True Pundit is also claiming that 350 Africans arrived this week, although that is unclear from the other reports where it was just stated that 350 or 400 would be arriving. Then True Pundit also says that city officials say That CPB told them another two to three hundred will be arriving later. So that may be a cute way for them to try to hide the actual total, which will be more between five hundred and fifty and six hundred and fifty Congolese migrants in San Antonio, Texas. Then, as Friday rolled around and all of the news from Wednesday night and Thursday would have been breaking into the main coverage, Trump announced that the U.S. and Mexico have reached agreements to prevent the tariffs from going into place. Now remember, Trump threatened them over 12 months ago that serious action would be taken if they have not complied with the U.S. demands for them to police their own borders. It took an entire year before a threat was issued and the problem was allegedly resolved within seven days' time. According to the AP article, President Donald Trump announced late Friday that he has suspended plans to impose tariffs on Mexico, tweeting that the country has agreed to take strong measures to stem the flow of Central American migrants into the United States, but the deal the two neighbors agreed to fall short of some of the dramatic overhauls the U.S. had pushed for. A U.S.-Mexico joint declaration released by the State Department said the U.S. will immediately expand an implementation of a program that returns asylum seekers who cross the southern border to Mexico while their claims are adjudicated. Mexico will offer jobs, health care, and education to those people, the agreement stated. Mexico has also agreed. It's said to take unprecedented steps to increase enforcement to curb irregular migration including the deployment of the Mexican National Guard throughout the country, especially at its southern border with Guatemala. And Mexico is taking decisive action to dismantle human smuggling and trafficking organizations, as well as their illicit financial and transportation networks, the State Department said. The move puts to an end for now, a threat that has sparked dire warnings from members of Trump's own party who warned the tariffs would damage the economy, drive up prices for consumers, and imperiled the updated North American trade pact. Trump's Friday night tweet marked a sharp reversal from earlier in the day when his spokeswoman, Sarah Sanders, told the reporters, our position has not changed. The tariffs are going forward as of Monday. So, of course, these Congolese migrants belong in the Congo. And asylum is supposed to be in the first available country. That you come into that's peaceful, neighboring your own country. The Congo is in Africa. Ecuador is in South America. These two places are not at all connected. There should be no people from the Congo making their way to Ecuador, then being pipelined into America by our administration. And, as they already told you, they're not even going to stay in San Antonio. They're going to be bust all over the country. They very cutely call it the migrant's final destination. And now, if we're going to process asylum claims and deport people back to Mexico who come from Mexico into our border to claim asylum... You know, with this new agreement. How long do you think before that falls apart when America keeps trying to send African migrants back to Mexico to wait for their asylum to be processed, especially with the health risks associated from importing people from the Congo into your country during the second largest Ebola outbreak ever recorded? Better yet, What if an infected person gets on a plane in Congo, makes it to Ecuador, and just affects Ecuadorians? Who then affect everyone else on their journey in these caravans up to the border? The illusion that any of this is going to slow or stop down illegal immigration is stupid. If you reward illegal immigrants, illegal immigrants Will keep coming. That's all there is to it. But thank God the GDP wasn't affected. Am I right guys? Thank God after 12 months of empty threats. Donald Trump has levied against Mexico. We made sure that no punishment was actually issued. And yes I understand tariffs just make costs passed down to the consumer. However, when that happens, domestic manufacturers are able to compete against Mexico's labor costs and cheap goods. And while technically a millennial, I don't give a shit about avocado toast, especially if we're risking... Ebola outbreaks coming to our section of the world in the midst of a migration crisis because we keep awarding illegal immigration. We do not need Congolese migrants. We don't need any migrants. We need a complete moratorium on immigration. But that's racist, except for all those other times we had a complete moratorium on immigration. Those times, it wasn't racist. Just this time. And Trump seems to be dancing us right off this cliff. He'll do anything for 10 minutes of positive media coverage that he will never get. Including allowing migrants from Congo to be brought into the interior and shipped to your neighborhood. How are those Somalis working out for Minnesota? What about our favorite Congolese migrant, Massenjai, who left his family in a war-torn, Ebola-outbreaking shithole to come to your country, said with your help, his family can come too. People keep telling you you're not being replaced, but you are. This has been What They Stole From Us. Thanks for tuning in. As always, check out the links in the description. I'll have links to all of my social media and website. Please like this video and subscribe to the YouTube channel. As soon as I get 100 subscribers, I can have a custom URL. Check out the blog. If you'd like to support what they stole from us, there's links for that too. I will also be including links to all the news articles. If you're listening to the audio podcast, there are some visual aspects that you're going to miss out on. I do encourage you to subscribe to YouTube and check us out there. I'll also be creating a bit shoot. And re-uploading everything to there as well. Considering this week's developments with YouTube, the future is quite bleak. And there probably won't be long-term involvement with that platform. Before Susan Wojcicki pulls the plug on us and all of our wrong think. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next time.
0: Each morning, a missionary advertise with neon sign. He tells the native population that civilization is fine. And three educated savages holler from a bamboo tree. That civilization is a thing for me to see
1: So bongo, 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 I don't want to leave the Congo oh, no, 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 no Bingo, bango bongo, I'm so happy in the jungle I refuse to go Don't want no bright lights, false teeth, doorbells, landlords, I make it clear
0: no matter
1: how they coax him I'll stay right here I look through a magazine The missionary's wife concealed.
0: Magazine? What
1: happens? I see how people who are civilized Bung you with automobiles You know
0: you can get hurt that way, Daniel?
1: At the movies they have got to pay Many coconuts to see
0: What do they see, Danny?
1: Uncivilized pictures that the newsreel takes of me
0: So, bonga, bonga, bonga He don't wanna leave the Congo No, 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 no Bangle bongo! he's so hoppy in the jungle, he
1: refused to go. Don't want no penthouse, bathtubs, street cars, taxis, noise in my ear. So
0: no matter how they coax him, <laughs> I'll stay
1: right here.
0: Like savages to get aboard an iron train The tringle lingua, hula humble express And though it's smoky and it's crowded They're too civilized to complain When
1: they've got two weeks' vacation They hurry to vacation ground
0: What do they do, Danny?
1: They swim and they fish But that's what I do all year round
0: So, bongo, bongo, bongo I don't
1: want to leave the Congo oh, no, 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 no Bingle, bangle, bungle I'm so happy in the jungle I refuse to go Don't want no jailhouse
0: Shotgun
1: Fish hooks Golf clubs I got my spears So no matter how they
0: coax
1: him <laughs> I'll stay right here
0: They have things like the autumn bomb
1: So I think I'll stay where I am Civilization
0: I'll stay right